Hi, I'm Paul. I'm a post-production audio engineer that works on television and radio commercials and the sounds of NYC. And I've written a special story for the sounds of New York City's holiday collaboration with Subwaygram. So some of that was a lie. Not some, just a little. Just one thing. I did not write this story. I lived it. All right. So let's take you back. This is not a nice story, by the way. So I've mixed all the sounds of NYC stories, and they're all beautiful, and they're nice. People coming to New York City, New York area, living here, succeeding, not succeeding, but loving it. Well, I'm from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, um, so I've lived here my whole life. This is a, sub, a true subway story, a story that happened on the train, on the subway, and uh, I'm going to take you on this disgusting adventure. So it was the summer of 2005. My wife and I were living in Battery Park City in Manhattan. We'd probably only been there a couple of years. We moved to that low to still be kind of close to our friends that still lived in Brooklyn as we went there uh, all the time. So summer of 05, right? And uh, one of my wife's friends that she worked with, it was her birthday. Little birthday party get together at her and her husband's apartment in Brooklyn. And this is South Brooklyn now. That's where I'm from, Bensonhurst. So, and they were living like Bay Parkway, Kings Highway, kind of around there. One thing, so we were living in the city. We had no money. So the subway was the way to get around. Okay, we weren't taking expensive taxis, cabs. So uh, take the train from Rector Street, Manhattan. And she was on the end line in Brooklyn, probably on uh, end line in Bay Parkway. So we take the train there. It's probably a 40-minute trip, um, you know. Had a party, get together. I think we played bingo at a place on King's Highway, which could be another story in itself. So we're, we're at the house partying, like before bingo. Uh, I think they barbecued, so we're eating burgers, hot dogs, all that kind of stuff. Drinking, smoking a little bit, you know. So we go do the thing, bingo. We come back to the apartment around uh, probably like 11.30. And it's like round two, more drinking, more smoking, more eating, Okay. We're eating some barbecue food. Not a great idea, right, that late, but we did it. Um, so then we're done partying, probably 1.30 or something. Time to go home. So I think her apartment was like three kind of big blocks to the train. Not too far, right, like a 10-minute 10 10 walk. So my wife and I, we walked to the train. Now... We didn't have a lot of money, like I said earlier, so I don't know, we probably had like $35 in our bank account, right, until like payday the next day or Monday. Again, 1.30 in the morning, you're like, come on, Paulie, take a cab home, but we didn't want to pay for a cab. So we walked to the train, 10 minutes, right as we're about to go down on the end line, my wife says, oh, I forgot my wallet. Okay, this is a very important part of the story that we will revisit later. She forgets the wallet, so we have to walk back. Okay, 10 minutes back, get the wallet, 10 minutes back to the train. We get down, ready to swipe in, and anybody who takes the trains late at night knows, well, they do work, and sometimes they shut shit down. So the train that we needed to go back to Manhattan was not running to Manhattan anymore. But you could take the train to Coney Island, and then catch the train going to Manhattan on the other line, which happened to be the D line at the time. So we get down to the train. We take it back to Coney Island. I think it came pretty fast, actually. Get to Coney Island. 
up and down the stairs, D train waiting right in the station. All right, this could have been worse, right? So we get on the D train, plenty of seats, no problem. And then um, we sit there and we sit there and we wait and we realize, oh, the train is just uh, waiting to accumulate lots of people probably doing the same thing. So now, probably been sitting there 15 minutes and stomach starts to hurt a little bit. Just a little bit, you know, like, oh, man, I shouldn't have had that other burger. All right, but we're going to start moving soon. We should be home in about 40 minutes, 45 minutes, right? I mean, it's the bottom of Brooklyn, so you're traveling uh, all the way. I mean, just to the lower part of Manhattan, but still, you're going through all of Brooklyn, all right? So stomach's just hurting a little bit, but it's like, no, no big deal, right? So, all right, 20 minutes that we're waiting there, doors finally close, we start going. Now the train's packed. And uh, summer night, you know, weird energy. Everybody's kind of like, just like hot, tired. They just want to get where they're going at this point, right? Train starts moving and it's just going real slow. Real slow. Waiting at stations longer than normal for like, you know, it being 1.32 in the morning now. Stomach starts to hurt a little more. No big deal, whatever, we're moving. There's a, a guy, so like on the subways, right, you could either have like the big benches on both sides where just people are, where just people are sitting across from each other the whole way, right, on one side, the other side, or you have the ones that have like the three seats and then the two seats that are like perpendicular to it, right, so we were on one of those and I think we were sitting like near the door and there's a guy across from us on the perpendicular seats and he's by the window and he had like a big duffel bag next to him and he was obviously coming home from work somewhere so he is sleeping now this is like maybe 20 minutes into the trip he's sleeping and these two kids are coming through the train and they look like like fucking punk asses you know and sure enough they walk past this guy and he fell asleep and he's had his bag there they swipe his bag and they just keep going and, you know, through the train, uh, through the, end, the doors at the end of the train. We're like, holy shit, this fucking guy just got robbed. Like, what are we going to do? This guy's still out cold. No one else is, plenty of people saw, but no one did anything. We're like, fuck. And then we start thinking, like, what if this guy wakes up and he's like, hey, where's my bag? And then we have to be like, oh, we saw these fucking guys, like, swipe it. And then he's going to be like, why didn't you wake me up? Why didn't you say anything? But, like, we didn't want to get our ass kicked, you know? Again, we were tired, we were wasted, stomach was hurting. So we make the decision, oh yeah, did I mention my stomach was hurting? Kind of getting bad. All right, so we make a decision, we're going to go, we're going to walk like two cars up, because I don't want to be there when this guy wakes up, starts asking questions. So we walk... Probably, at this point, the train doors, like, in between were open. You can get, like, you could walk in between the cars. I don't think a lot of the train doors are open anymore. So we walk up, like, two or three cars. So you know how, like, you eat something somewhere at home, and then, like, I don't know, 15 minutes later, you're like, holy shit, my stomach hurts. I think my butt's going to blow up. And, but then, and you go to the bathroom, and then you do what you got to do, and you're like, you think to yourself... <laughs> Thank God that happened when I'm at home. Like, could you imagine what would happen if I was not home and that happened? Well, that is, that is what the story's about because that did happen. My stomach really hurt. So we get two cars up and now I'm getting the pains, 
All right, I got the serious case of the bends here. Uh, I'm, uh, this is not a good place. It's like uh, it's coming over me in waves of like, holy shit. I really thought for the first time in my life as an adult, I'm going to crap my pants. Like there's no, I don't see any way around this really. So we're probably halfway through the journey now. And I'm like, we just got to like, just got to get to the city. But the train's going slow again. Every stop, like in between the tunnels, you know, it's not, it's not getting the full speed. It's just creeping. And I was like, holy shit. So thoughts start going through my head. Thoughts that I never thought I would have, such as, hey, I'm just going to crap my pants like right here, uh, you know, on the train in front of people and not like not have anywhere to go. And then I guess, I don't know, get out at the next station and who knows, you know. It was either that or, and the train was like starting to empty out, at least where we were now. It's like, I'm going to go in between the cars. Like, that's a thing. People do that. And I think I have to be a person that does that because I don't really see any other option. Uh, Like, it's coming over me in waves where I'm like, you know, clenching like everything. Like, clenching my butt, but also like really like clenching like my stomach and like trying to like keep like perfectly still as to not like make any move that's going to just like cause the whole thing to explode right so I'm clenching and then it would like get to like its pinnacle of discomfort and then like almost like like if it was like packed sand it would just like you know it would like relax all right and my stomach wouldn't hurt anymore and I'd say okay I just like tough this out so now like I'm pacing a little bit you know like in between waves I'm totally sweating you know like I'm pouring off my head I'm in a bad, bad place, and my wife is just trying to calm me down or whatever. I mean, she knew what time it was, but we were both wasted, too, on top of everything that was going on, you know? So it finally got to the point where I said, we need to get off the train. Like, the next stop, wherever we are, we have to get off because whatever's going to happen, it can't happen, like, on the train. So I think we make it to uh, Pacific Street. So if you know that, that's like downtown Brooklyn. Um, just a few more stops back into Manhattan. But uh, but still another like 20 minutes away from home. That time was up. It was no. So uh, we got up, we got off the train. And I guess in my head, the plan was I'm just going to go up, like get up the stairs and immediately run in between two parked cars and, and take a shit. Um, like just pull my pants, you know, just do it. And again, I've never done anything like that in my life. But there was no other option, really. In my head, at least, like, there wasn't, like, I'm not getting anywhere. I can't walk, like, even three steps. But the human body, the human mind, and spirit perseveres, and we get up to the top of the stairs, and for whatever reason, I guess the, the pains for a second subsided, and across the street, there it is, the beacon, glowing sign, Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Oh, my God, a Dunkin' Donuts. Right. They have a bathroom there. So... We get across the street. I think it's like one of those big avenues over there, but whatever. We make it across. Get into the Dunkin' Donuts. There's nobody in there, okay? There's just, you know, two people behind the, the, the counter. And I said to the guy, bro, I, I need to use your bathroom. Please, please, there's a bathroom here. I need, I need to use it. And he's like, sorry, it's only for employees. And I gave him this look. And I was like, I don't remember what I said. But it was something to the, you know, fact of like, you need to let me... Uh, use the bathroom immediately or else I'm going to shit all over the floor in here and then you're going to have to clean that up. So he's like, how much are you going to give me for it? 
And I was like, oh my God. I just blurt out, we'll give you $20. And he's like, okay. And he's like, it's right over there, right? I could see the bathroom from whatever the counter. So I, I go back. I'm like, like my wife, like, like, fuck you. I don't care. Like, you're on your own. Go out into downtown Brooklyn right now at two in the morning and go to an ATM and get this man $20. Like, I don't know. You know, just do what you got to do. I, I have a thing to do. So I get back there. I run into the bathroom. And in my brain, like, it's like the nightmare is over, you know? I don't know to this day how I, like, stop myself from shitting my pants for probably what would have been a good like 20 minutes on the rocking train but I did it it was horrible the nightmare is over I get to the bathroom it's disgusting of course but not like whatever right like it doesn't matter um but it uh, but disgusting but clean enough you know but I did take time to like wipe the toilet because <laughs> in my mind I guess that was important at the moment it's like oh I'm about to do the worst thing I've ever done to a toilet in my life but let me just make sure that like the seat doesn't have any like old piss on it because that's disgusting right okay so I wipe the seat I get on there you know pop how just like I finish, I flush the toilet, and uh, the water's not going down, all right? And in fact, it's coming up, which is like, wow, like everything I've been through, like this wasn't the end. I didn't realize there was more to the story. <laughs> so the water starts coming up, and now it's like, I don't know what to do. I only lived in an apartment. I don't know if I ever unclogged the toilet in my life. Either way, you're not going into this fucking thing with like a plunger. You're not touching this scene. So I guess I, I stood there watching. I was like, like, what's it going to do? What's going to happen? And it, it kept rising and got like right below the lip. And then it stopped rising. And then it sunk. It, went, it started to go down slowly, okay? But it only went like, so wherever the waterline started, it, it like ended up lower than the waterline where it was. Um, so I was like, I guess I'll, but they're still, you know, the, the toilet's still wrecked. So I was like, I guess I got to flush it again. So I flush it again and, uh, it starts rising, but I'm like, eh, it didn't overflow last time. So maybe it won't this time. And it did not. And, and then it, it came like higher, but not as high as the previous time. And then it went lower, lower than the previous time. So I was like, all right, I'm making progress here and I'm calculating. All right. It's probably going to take me like three more flushes to get rid of all the, the, the signs of this so it does I don't know whatever I flush it however many times it took it's done it's it's not too bad you know I hightail the fuck out of there I'm like we gotta go you know boom out my wife she paid the guy and it's like back to the subway because <laughs> now we really don't have any money right so we go back to Pacific Street we go down my stomach starts hurting <laughs> Uh, but, but a train comes. Uh, we eventually get to Rector Street like 20 minutes later. Uh, I'm fighting back the pain still. It's not as bad as it like was earlier. That was the worst ever. Um, but we finally make it to Rector Street. And from Rector Street, it was about, uh, it's like three blocks to the West Side Highway and then like a footbridge over. And then we were right there. I can't walk like more than like three steps without feeling the wave of uh, destruction coming again. 
So what is probably a 10-minute walk, I don't know. It probably took 25 minutes because I had to stop like every 5 to 10 steps. But I get home. My wife goes to sleep because it was it was a night, and uh, I couldn't sleep all night. I, I mean, my stomach, my whole my whole self was so wrecked that I, I I don't know if I got like back to you know normal until like a day or two later. But so remember when I said that? Uh, let's remember that my wife forgot her fucking wallet. Well, if she didn't forget her wallet, we would have been able to take the train back to Manhattan. We would have got to the city right when my stomach probably would have started hurting, maybe 10 minutes to go, and none of this would have happened. It's all her fault. I love her, and we've been together for over, like, 20 years. Now we live on Long Island, where there are bathrooms on the trains.